I'm your host, Carrie Nickel, here with my dear, sweet friend, Sherelle Hicks. Hey, sweet girl. Hey, Carrie. How are you today? I'm doing awesome, sweet pea. How are you? I am doing well this morning. I'm so excited about the show and what we're going to talk about today and uh, the weeks to come. What about you? You're Absolutely. excited, Carrie? Absolutely. Oh, Sherelle, I am very excited. I'm excited because you and I are having an opportunity here a tremendous opportunity to do what we love on a much bigger scale. Mm-hmm. So Sherelle and I are both licensed professional counselors. We have private practices in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. And I think we both love what we do, don't we, Sherelle? I love what I do. It's a passion. It's something that I look, look forward to getting up and going to do every day. So I know I'm in the right place at the right time. <laughs> Absolutely. So for us to be able to take what we love already and then to bring it to a much, you know, a much wider audience and to be able to help more people, I think is what really excites me the most. Absolutely. So, Karen, let me ask you a question. Yes, Karen. Let me ask you a question. I've never asked you this before. What made you choose this career? Ah, good question, Cheryl. Um... You know, I think for me, I'm one of those folks that has to do something meaningful with my life. Um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of different things professionally in the past before I became a therapist about 10 years ago, and I think they they just they weren't meaningful activities. And so I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, as much as, you know, some of those things, you know, were, you know, compensated me well financially, uh, it wasn't enough for me in regard to giving back. I think that's what really does it for me, having an opportunity to do things, you know, do something that has meaningful. And to me, there's nothing more meaningful than people and the relationships in my life. So, how about you? Well, I, I got started. I, first of all, I'm a survivor of domestic abuse, and, and I started working for an agency, volunteering, helping ladies uh, that had issues with uh, abusive relationships and I hadn't actually healed from some of the things that I had gone through, so I kind of had to back out and heal myself. But after going through what I went through, I knew that I had to find a way to give back. And it's it's a good way for me to give back and empower women uh, to be strong and feel good about themselves and move forward and seek people that will love them and appreciate them because it's out there. It's just a matter yeah. of us having patience to to allow it to come into our space. So that's how I got involved with therapy, uh, becoming a therapist. Started out as a volunteer in the community. Uh, of course, did my advanced degrees and ended up getting licensed. And Carrie, I think that's the way that I met you too. Is working in a community center, right? And and we just absolutely. Kind of yeah, you know, our association um, with the community nonprofit that I was involved with, and and still am to some degree. Um, but I and I really, I mean, I, I grew a, a lot from that experience. But I I really enjoy, you know, I enjoy working with you know in the private practice. Um, it's certainly a lot easier than what you and I were both doing on the in the community mental health space. I mean, we, you know, in that regard. Having to go see clients in their homes was very difficult and taxing, I think. But, um, but just in, in terms of what we do as a therapist, I enjoy that tremendously. 
um, which I think sometimes people have a really hard time understanding. Hey, Carrie, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but guess what? What? We've got a caller on the phone. How about that? Awesome. That sounds yeah, great. Let's, let's hear from her. She's from the Triangle area. Let's let's talk to her and see if we can help her in any way. Sure. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Am I on? Hello. Yes, ma'am. You're on site. We're sure on camera. What can we help you with today? Hello. Is this our caller from the Conway area? Hello? Hello? Is this our caller from the Triangle area? Uh, it sounds like we're having some Hello? technical difficulties, so uh, let's just keep talking to Carrie. Maybe she'll call back in a little bit. All right. Carrie? Technology is a wonderful thing when it works, Sherelle. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work the way we want it to work. So, but back to what I was saying before in terms of just what you and I do for a living, I think oftentimes I hear from people how they have a really difficult time understanding how it is that I actually enjoy what I do for a living. Do you hear that too, Sherelle? Hey, Carrie. Yes, sir. Why? Uh, Welcome back to site. Uh, apparently, we're having some technical difficulties, but we're going to try this again. Hey, Sherelle. Hey, Carrie. <laughs> Technology is a beautiful thing when it works, isn't it? Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't work so well. So, we live yeah. and we learn. So, anyway, um, I think we have another caller on the line. Yeah, we do. We have another caller. Caller? Hello. Welcome to Psych. Um, okay. I'm well, maybe because I'm just wondering, uh, you know, sometimes in our busy lives, and uh, I know for me, I find it difficult to juggle so many tasks and to multitask, basically, and wear so many different hats. And, and one of the things that I've been um, trying to do is to get back into the routine of exercising. But I'm finding the very thing that should uh, alleviate stress has been causing stress because it's, I'm finding it very difficult to put that into my schedule, and not that it isn't a priority, but to actually fit it into my work-life schedule. Um, so I don't know if you could assist me with that or not, or maybe I'm just looking at it from the wrong angle. Right, absolutely. Well, I happen to be a big proponent of exercise, um, and what I have found is generally the getting started is very difficult. You're talking about trying to make uh, a lifestyle change and to accommodate, and I think oftentimes we, we consider putting exercise into our daily schedule in much larger chunks than maybe what we actually need to do to just get started. Um, I see people usually make this decision to become active and, and start exercising, and they think, okay, I need to do this for X amount of time every day of the week or, like say, for example, an hour every day. And I think sometimes the best way to get started is in smaller pieces. So, for example, if you get a lunch break every day for an hour, you know, if you can take a few minutes and have something to eat and then use the rest of your time taking a walk, or if you can fit in, I mean, any, any way that you can fit in just sort of a few minutes here and there, you know, studies have shown that 
It's very healthy if we can get 30 minutes of some kind of physical activity every day. So, But you don't have to get those 30 minutes altogether. So, for example, you can set the alarm clock a few minutes earlier in the morning and just take, you know, take a 15-minute walk before it gets hot, before you hop in the shower. Or one thing that I do even is when I go someplace and I go shopping, I'll park as far away from my destination as I can possibly be. And so that way I'm even mm-hmm. walking, you know, an extra X number of steps to get into the door. So when we think about, you know, putting exercise into our daily routine, we can do it in ways that I think people don't traditionally think about. So in smaller pieces sort of scattered through your day or like when you get to your office instead of taking the elevator, walk up the stairs, you know, things like that. And actually when you, when you put all those things together, it, it will, you know, it will improve your cardiovascular health. It will improve your mood. I mean, I think ultimately it would be great if you could get into some kind of an, you know, a gym or, or get some kind of aerobic activity for 30 minutes every day. But I think just getting started is the hard part. And if you can just sort of get started that way and then start feeling the benefits of the exercise, then you're going to be that much more motivated to try to accommodate, you know, exercise into your schedule um, than than maybe you are now. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you you said something uh, that was really key and I really hadn't thought about uh, or looked at in that way, um, is that the 30 minutes that you should get in each day doesn't have to all be together, and I think I've been really focused on trying to make that 30 minutes uh, all happen at the same time, and finding that right. I just don't have, can't get the time. So knowing that maybe you're right, I could in the mornings I have 15 minutes, but then again in the uh, afternoon or at some other point I have another 15 minutes. So and so I think that I get a little uh, in the past I've gotten a little uh, frustrated when I couldn't do the full 30 minutes and thought that well it's blown anyway. So that's a definitely thing to consider, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we are actually, we are about to go into a break. So thank you again, our caller from the Raleigh area. And we'll be back soon with Sight. So, Sherelle. I think that caller had an awesome question because, as I said initially, I'm a huge proponent, as you know, of exercise. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something that you've been, you know, that you've been, I know, making an effort for the, at least the last year or so since I've known you to work out regularly. Have you found that to be effective just in how you feel overall and, change, you know, improving your mood and your energy level? Absolutely, and once I totally committed to it, and I think that's the big issue, is committing to your workout and feeling better. And now, Carrie, if I miss a workout more than twice a week, I can feel it. I mean, my energy level is low. I'm a little bit more short-tempered. So for Uh me, it has become a way of life. And uh, I have a great trainer who... Uh, works on the, the problem areas, and, and you know, without right. him, I, I, I don't think I could have come this far. But I've enjoyed the the outcome of working out as well, and and you really inspired me too, Carrie, because you are hot. I mean, you look great. Uh, you know, just the times that we've spent together when I want to eat a 
honey bun and you're eating a banana. I'm like, ah! But, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm learning I'm a little bit, yeah. too, girl. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think it, it's real important. You know, I've been working out pretty, I guess I could almost even say a little neurotically for like the last 24, 25 years. But Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it, but once I got started, I became addicted. I mean, I guess maybe it's, it, I think to me it feels so good, and mm-hmm. it's also such a great way to manage stress. Mm-hmm. And then when you get, once you're physically active, I mean, your brain starts dumping all those feel-good hormones, dopamine, serotonin into your brain, and you, you know, you feel so much better, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally. Mm-hmm. Um I remember reading a magazine article here not too long ago, and I really wish I had kept it. Um, I believe it came out of a publication that is actually um, produced by the gym where I work, and they put out this wonderful magazine every month, and they did this one issue that was all about all the different ways that exercise impacts your body. Um, You know, right down to, I mean, every organ in your body, your skin, your heart, your lungs, even your brain. And what they found was, some of the things that I do remember, um, was that it really, really impacts your mental clarity. And that people who, um, you know, even say have a uh, genetic predisposition for illnesses like Alzheimer's and dementia, if they are physically active into their older years, they will not get those illnesses. So, Mm. yep. Yes, ma'am. I'm I'm motivated even more. But here, this is one of the things that I would have said to her. Uh, I would have said one thing that I've learned about stress is if we don't take the time to care for ourselves, to slow Uh down, to smell the roses, um, our bodies will shut down. And I've had that happen to me, you know, dealing with family life, friends, work, and I was just going and going and going and going. Eventually, my body just shut down and I couldn't go. So balancing your life and really taking a look at what is important and and what is important is you, right? So working out is definitely a great way to go. But, hey, Carrie, we got a caller. We have uh, Kathy from the Virginia area. Awesome. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to um, just tell you that, um, she has been a great, I heard she was going to be on the radio this morning. Carrie is actually a very good friend of mine, and uh, she's been very supportive over the last few years, and, and her information to me has been free, so that makes it a bonus. Um, but, yeah, I want to make a comment on the uh, abusive relationships, if I, if I may. Um, I I, I think it's more also it can be a mentally abusive relationship and, um, you know, and, and Carrie has actually pointed that out to me many times and I still haven't had the strength to move past that, but um, I'm getting there. I'm getting stronger and it's it's due to her advice and I just wanted to say thank you. <laughs> oh, Kathy, you're welcome. And I, I think what you're saying is that in, in the abusive relationship, the part that is the most maybe debilitating or the most hurtful is the emotionally abusive part of it? 
Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That it can be mental. Yeah. yeah. And, and I agree. I mean, what I have seen um, and what I have myself experienced, you know, very long ago is that in abusive relationships, and Sherelle, I, don't, I would love to hear what your take on that is, too. I think that the, the hardest part to deal with and the hardest part to get over is the emotionally abusive aspect of it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's really the hook, too, isn't it? I mean, if you're with someone who's abusive, what keeps you around is sort of that emotional abusive part because, you know, the piece of that is, you know, it breaks you down. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, you're, it breaks down your spirit, it breaks down your self-esteem, um, and, and that's sort of what keeps you hooked is you then become sort of brainwashed into believing that this is maybe what you deserve. Um, what do you think, Sherelle? Yeah, I, I think there are several different ways to take a look at it. And, and, and as we were always told in school, it just depends on the person and the situation. Um, with working with women that have been abused, I see uh, a lot of past issues with family dynamics that will keep you bounded, um, not understanding your self-worth, um, and, and just really... Um, being in that place and not knowing how to get out. And I think with a lot of women, we are ashamed. So we don't reach out to our, our friends and family and say, hey, this is what's going on, you know, because they may judge us or, you know, whatever the case may be. But um, moving forward, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that Carrie was able to help you and still continue to help you. And, Carrie, I appreciate your work. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I I, like I said, I, I've, I've got a lot of issues to work out, but she certainly helped me. But it's so true what you say about shutting down. Um, mm-hmm. You just find yourself where you, you don't reach out, and mm-hmm. it, it does take a beating on you. Yes, it does. So. It does. And, I think, and I think that's a real important piece, too, what Sherelle had said about the stigma. And I think that does keep people quiet. And then so we then do the very opposite thing that we need to do, the thing that is going to be so helpful to us, which is reaching out for, for support and, you know, assistance from our friends and then loved ones and people that could help us. Because Absolutely. Because if, we you know, if we're feeling shame about the situation, then we're not going to do the very thing that, that we need to do to, to get yeah. out of it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because everyone is like the same thing as I used to say years ago. Why does that person stay in that relationship if it? And, and then you find yourself where you just can't get out, you know. But um, one of the things I want to say yeah, to you. breaks you down. One of the things I want to say to you, Kathy, is you are worth having a peaceful life. And one of the things that I know that we can't find love in chaotic situations. There's, there's just no peace in that. So love yourself. And know that you deserve to have the very best. Sit back someday and just journal and, and just talk about all your accomplishments and um, all the good qualities about yourself. And use that. And I, a lot of my clients, I, I have them to do a gratitude journal. Well, I have them to gratitude, write down what they're grateful for and for 30 days. And see, we have to condition right. our mind, you know, because a lot of times we... We get stuck in that place and we can't see. But once you start that journal, 30 days of gratitude, you know, when you have your quiet time and and when those negative thoughts come in your mind, push yourself 
to to write out what you're grateful for. And it's a process, you know. It's a process to get to a place where we can do that. But you can do that. You hang in there. And don't give Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And you guys have a good one. (laughs) You too, sweetie. You too. Bye-bye. Bye, honey. Oh, Carrie, this is why I love what I do. I I just love it. That was awesome. That was awesome. And you know, I think it's I think it's it's so difficult to get out of situations when we don't realize. Like you said, I think it goes back hugely to self esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, when we don't realize, like you said, that we deserve so much more than sometimes mm-hmm. what we're willing to take. Um, and people do that, you know, not only in their personal relationships, but in their professional settings um, and, uh, you know, in their friendships. Um, because as I, you know, as, as Kathy alluded to, she and I know one another. I mean, she is a very dear friend of mine, and I have to tell you, she's probably one of the sweetest people I've ever known in my entire life. And just the thought that anybody um, is wonderful um, and is loving and warm and you know, just as sweet as she is, um, would choose to be okay mm-hmm. uh, with that kind of treatment is, you know, it's astounding. I think we don't realize that. I mean, I think we get this idea of our head of, of what people who are in relationships like this, you know, what they look like, how they are, and I think we don't realize that they're all around us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not you know, people who have no educations and no options and who wouldn't have reason to feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow. You know, it well, is, it's about time for us to take a break, Carrie. And when we right, come well. back with Psych, we will have more insight on your questions. We look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to rock. Awesome. So I'm interested in hearing more about what you were talking about in regard to your, you said the journal, the 